Welcome to the Stacked Supplement Podcast, the premier source for supplement news and reviews. We are back with another Stacked Supplement Podcast interview, and today we have uh, the man behind uh, 13 Lives. Um, I, I, I was actually going to just double check the name. I have you as Vlad from my email, but I was just making sure that is the correct name, right? No, that's that's the best way to um to kind of break it down. The Vladislav, most people don't really say, but just Vlad is fine because I got a long ass last name too. So everyone just ah, calls okay. me Vlad. Yep. <laughs> also, it's like a short the the Vlad is like the shortened version of the name. My full name is um like in Russian in Russian culture we have like a middle name, which is usually what you take from the father, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Alexandrovich Galushkov Afshinsky. So it's a long ass name. So that's why yeah. you know just Vlad. <laughs> You, you ever see that movie Fifth Element? You know, when he's like, what's your name? And she's like, yep. oh, little brother. He's like, okay, yeah. Corporal Dallas. Corporal Dallas. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Oh, I was wondering that. And then I, and I know because uh, my friend's uh, longtime girlfriend, she's Russian and he, 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 yep. uh, he went to Russia for a, a couple of years back and he was telling me the, the names and the, how, how they went about them. And I was like, this is fucking fascinating. But yes, I just realized and then Vlad, but yeah, yes. So, uh, well, welcome to uh, the Thank podcast. You. Great to have you on. Um, and so, obviously, people uh, who I guess aren't so familiar with markets outside of the US or even North America, um, Thirteen Lives is your brand. It's uh, it's not all that old, if I remember correctly. It's extremely no. different. If you've ever yeah. seen it on Stack, there's no way in hell you're gonna fucking forget it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it's um, it just sticks out and then the name 13 lives like if you had called it something like i don't know muscle nutrition or yeah muscle, like it wouldn't have, you would have just been like whatever but the name and then the look you're just like that's that's it i'm stuck i'm i'm never gonna forget this for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah we um you know the, the name the name 13 lives um and and kind of like the history of the brand we we, we definitely wanted to do something that was a little bit different. And, like, you know, the, the company basically started, it's my wife and I, and um, a little bit of a background about us. Like I've been in the industry, uh, industry vet for a while now. So I've been in the game for about 12 years working mainly in Australia and um, just slightly touching on the European market too. And uh, that was through distribution. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've been around a lot of great brands and I've seen a lot of brands come and go and I've seen kind of, our industry change from you know like these powerhouse supplements like you know your, your muscle techs your optimums your muscle farms like you know rising and then you know going for the different distributors and and seeing them like you know more small australian brands start to take prominence so it's been a very interesting change over the years and with with us at 13 lives i really wanted to create something that uh, I'm, I'm the type of person like i i i feel more than i think if that makes sense like when i see something i I want to do something with my heart more so than my my brain and when i looked at 13 lives and when i was thinking about it it was something that it's going to sound so kind of like a bit, you know how you going but it's kind of like I'm, I'm tapping into this ether and i'm trying to bring these ideas from from outside of myself and when i see something in front of me i visualize it and it takes it takes a lot of time and effort to build those pieces it's kind of like putting a mental puzzle together in front of you and it's like where that puzzle came from in my head i'm not quite sure but it's my job to put it together. And that's kind of where a lot of the label designs would come from. If anyone, like, as you said, saw them on stacked. But the name 13 lives, like, you know, I got asked that a lot in the early days. Vlad, why 13? You know, 13 is a bad number. You know, you're, you're not going to get the Asian market sort of thing. You know, people think it's unlucky. And then I'm like, well, 13 is actually a, a very, like in some cultures, it's actually a lucky number. Like it's, um, it's the start of something new. So, you know, you have 12, which is a dozen. 13 is the start of something. It's, it's kind of the rebirth of, of, of a new era, a new time, right? And it kind of ties back into the history of myself, my wife, and, you know, our team, where we wanted to be this new generation of people, thinkers that we felt and we created with our, with our heart sort of thing. Um, we wanted to create something that was different and unique. And that's why 13 for us, we are the start of that new, new phase, that new generation. Yeah, well, I mean... Thirteen is a is a damn lucky number for me because it's my birthday and obviously, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's I never I never thought of it as an unlucky number. I know that in cultures you have like what is it four, six, and eight. I can't remember which one's lucky, which one's unlucky. I know in, in China they those numbers 
I think it's the seven, seven yeah, because well, yeah, I used to work at a phone store and uh, they would always uh, we would always get uh, Chinese people coming in um, from overseas and they would request numbers and yep, yep. Uh, you know they would say oh can i get so and so triple seven triple seven i'm like no you, no you can't good person today man you can't do it but then we would kind of get i got i got in the habit of it and i would sit there and be like you know what let's see how close we can get to this six sevens or seven sevens so yeah, we would yeah. do like triple seven one triple six and you get yeah. it yeah but either way yeah i see i had the, the i knew there was a meaning behind 13 i knew there had to have been it was such a like if you had said one or even like you know five like how they're five percent nutrition I, yeah. I i assumed there was a meaning behind 13 it's one of those odd yeah. numbers that it was too odd for you not to have a reason but yeah we we tend to have um like a lot of the stuff we we tend to do has a has a hidden meaning or a story behind it or like a little nod to some point in our lives or to or to something out there so it's very um our, our labels have a lot of um hidden symbolism and meaning behind it that's true yeah so originally when i was introduced to 13 lives it was quite it was a lot more basic than it is now not necessarily the formulas but the the labeling the branding the name kind of stuck but the branding was like a lot simpler obviously now if you see them this is what i was meaning yeah. before now if you yeah. see them they look like like uh i don't know what the word like steampunk kind of art and like yep. psychedelic <laughs> era kind of drawings like and i remember when i saw steampunk the your pre-workout i thought yep. and that that, that kind of fit because of the name and i thought that yep. was where it was going to end and then i uh -huh. saw verified and i was like no 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 he's going to do this beautiful illustrative artwork yeah from Fruit, across yeah. everything by the looks of it yeah. and then you go siesta was uh, the other one i think we'd just seen uh thermo shrooms yep. Yep. um and I, I would say on another note so 13 lives obviously it's a international brand you're out of australia so yep. it doesn't quite have the reach of a of a us-based one but um do you i i th feel like it would be worth you going through the lineup of supplements you have because as much as the name is different the, the, yep. the, the look of the products is very i would almost say it's more uh, alcohol uh right, like. right yeah it's gone towards that um that it's, it's yeah yeah it's um, a bit different but i would i, I feel like you got to touch on the categories because the supplements you have are also just as different from yes, the typical yes, amino pre and <laughs> fat burner that's very true now i'll, I'll go through them I, I guess what we'll do is let's start with um let's start with our with our powders first because i mean you know shane like you we've we've been uh, talking back and forth now for, for a while now as you said our brand has has definitely evolved since its inception. We had a couple of really funky different ideas that um, that we wanted to bring to market. And the first one was, we kind of wanted to go with a bit of a shock value on our fat burner. And our first product, our first fat burner was um, aptly called Instahood. And man, when we- Yes, um, that's right, we, yeah. Yeah, so when we released Instahood, we knew we were going to cop, cop some flack for that name because they're like, you know what, you can't, you can't say that, man. I'm like, you know what, like we live in 2021 and we live in a time when people can express themselves without having to really fear the repercussions of, of society as much as they used to, do you know what I mean? And it's funny because, you know, it, I had actually someone like message us, oh, you know, you can't say insta-herds derogatory towards women, but I'm like, it's not towards women. It's towards all of us. Like all of us, we want to be free in what we do. There's no, there's no need for us to be like, you know, ashamed of like, all right, look, if I want to be a bit more promiscuous in my life, then so be it. Like, where's the shame in that? Why can't we do it? It's 2021. You know, we have a world now that's kind of waking up to the different lifestyles of the world. So I think what we want to do was we wanted to push in there a little bit and push the envelope to kind of get people feeling and thinking. And I feel one of the ways to do that is to kind of break outside the norm. And that's why a product like a fat burner, essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to combine something that's tried and true, like a fat burner, with a little bit more of a left field concept, which is like, you know, the naming of it or the, or the branding or whatever it is. And that's the inception of Instahood. Um, we started with Capsulated Rangers because it was, it was easier for us to, to kind of work with the Capsulated Rangers at the start and develop our base from there um our next product was nailed it which is a 
which is probably our first unique style product, as you said, they're not just like it's not just a test booster, you know what I mean? Like when I was looking at um when I was looking at nailed it and the formulation behind it, like my my uh, background is psychology. So that's what I study at uni. And one of the big things that I found was the misconception that men's men and libido are, are sort of simplistic in the sense that you know all men are always horny therefore that's they're very easy to kind of um please in that sense but the, the truth is a man's libido is so closely tied to his mental health like when a man is you know his libido is up he's you know actively sexual he's he's happy he's generally a happier person he's a more productive member of society you know he's smiling in the morning his training is better because one big part of his life is, is sort of being fulfilled and there are many aspects to that too so you know like for example there's the physical aspect you know can can this particular man you know get it up in the morning can you know does he motivated to and then on top of that okay let's say if he can get it up in the morning is his mind focused on the task i mean uh, you know for the male listeners out there i'm sure you know you might have been you know engaging with with uh, you know in sexual activity and your mind was not there you know what i mean you're kind of you're kind of in the act, but you're not quite there. And it's really kind of, it's ruined the, the mood between you and the partner. What I wanted to address was that sensation. And that was the focus aspect, which is kind of why we decided to add um, nootropics into our, into our test booster to at least at the time, you know, at, on some level, help enhance the connection between mind and, and act. And that's kind of where we, um, we wanted to differentiate ourselves there. So, you know, we added our lines, I mean, we added our cordyceps for a little bit of that VO2 max. Um, and then, you know, your, your test boost ingredients like your fenugreek, your tonkarali. And um, we wanted to create something of a well-rounded, I, I know wellness is thrown a lot around these days, but it's more of a wellness supplement. But the, the, the intent was to sort of hit multiple aspects. So what our supplements tend to do is I don't want to just have them do the one operating mode thing, like, you know, fat burner. It's, it's more than that. It has to do X, Y, and Z in order for the customer to have a, I guess, one more value for money, but also not only tick the physiological boxes, but in some cases tick the psychological boxes. So that's, um, that's nailed it. Uh, Siesta, Siesta was, we actually like just released the powder now. And Siesta for me was um, the, the sleep category is, it's a very hard one because I mean, I love sleep supplements and my, my family history when it comes to sleep supplements has been a little bit of a, uh, of a, of a scary one because there are family members I have, you know, they, they got actually um, quite dependent on sleep supplements and they, they didn't have a natural alternative to sort of help them that was effective. And at the same time, you know, get them out of that, that, that constant cycle of using the, the pharmaceutical ones. So I wanted to come up with something that was a little bit more natural. That didn't wake up with that groggy feeling in the morning. That didn't have that, you know, that massive um, lull in, uh, you know, in, in I guess just awareness when you take the supplement and then you wake up and you feel kind of like you're almost hungover. I wanted to have something that was you can use it. You're gonna gently go into a sleep. You're gonna have your deep REM sleep, but you're gonna wake up feeling okay. You're not gonna like be sloggy or or groggy. And you can get up and do your thing. You know, go about your day without having to, you know, smash caffeine to sort of counteract the first thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's that kind of uh, that's kind of where we're done with CS. And now our our capsule line then started to move to to powders, and that's where yeah, that, start that was what I was probably gonna ask because I know CS yeah. to what capsules was it capsules first. It was capsules first. Yeah, we had, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember, we had that uh, Senorita Siesta. Yes, we we yeah. just heard a cartoon on it. And um, so now now that's gone into, into a powder format. The formula is, is uh, a little bit more stacked in the, in the capsule. And that's one yeah. of the, honestly, one of the reasons I love uh, powders, you can fit more in, you can do more. The only hard part about powders, and you guys, I mean, you know, as, as your listeners would know, and as you would know, is flavoring it. You know, you can do a lot more with yeah. powder, but... Yeah, you know, you, you've got to work your ass off to flavor it properly. Yeah. And a lot of customers, they, you know, it's nowadays it's hard because you have to have this almost um, this Goldilocks zone of flavor effect and, and um, you know, just mixability and everything. And sometimes you, it can be very hard to achieve because as, as a company owner, I essentially want to give the best possible supplement to the consumer. That's, that's kind of the goal. 
but then you know you're obviously uh, coming up against things like cost, you're coming up against things like taste, and then you know the marketability of certain herbs and whatnot. So yeah. you have to kind of play with the tools you have and come up with the best possible product, which is what we I think we do quite well. Um, but you know, moving into to the powdered line for us was a massive uh, massive step forward because it let us it let us do things differently, and that's where Steam Funk was was uh, was born. That was our first powdered supplement. Yeah. We, we wanted to come up with a pre-workout that was strong, but also not have the same crash effects that you would from a high steam pre-workout. So I'm kind of trying to solve a problem that has existed for a long time because I've, you know, I've used strong pre-workouts. I've always been kind of like, you know, quote unquote, a steam junkie, right? And it kind of goes back to my experiences when I was, when I was a lot younger, like I would take these strong pre-workouts and um, let's say if I was dieting or whatever, you know, I'd be using them quite frequently and, essentially what would happen is I would help, they would help me reduce my calorie intake. And then I would sort of end up crashing after a while. Cause at the time I wasn't, I honestly, I wasn't dieting properly. So I, I was reducing my calories, relying on stimulants. And it was kind of this, this bad sort of cycle I was in. So what I wanted to do was create a pre-workout to help one, not help, like not crash when you use it, yeah. but had enough kick and enough, enough ingredients in there to get you through your late night sessions or your early morning sessions. But let's say if you are working, let's say if you train at six in the morning and you know you have to go to the office or the, or the construction site or to wherever you go for work, you know, at let's say eight o'clock to nine o'clock, you're not gonna have to like be smashing caffeine for the rest of the day to because you're crashing. Or alternatively, let's say you're training, you know, after work, it's you know six o'clock and you know you get to the gym 6:37 and you're in bed by 10. You don't want to be like you know constantly twitching or or yeah. yeah. So the, the concept was it was a challenge. Like I said, a challenge. I want something that will be effective, strong, but will still let you sleep at night. And that's that's where we came up with our formula. So there's a two serving variation there. So you got your forty serve and you got your twenty serve. Now, you know, for for most people, they they're going to take the twenty because you know the type of supplements that we make they're they're designed for more of your I guess, intermediate to advanced user. We do have people that use the 40, but uh, most people that we communicate with are talking to us about the 20 serve, which is the 16 gram scoop. And on the 16 gram scoop, they have a phenomenal pre-workout. They, you know, they train well, but after about three hours, they tend to be able to, to kind of go back to normality, which is kind of where we hit the, the mark on. I mean, I, I did send you some of them. Did you, did you have a chance to try them? I haven't tried it yet. I have it. Oh. I have it waited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the worst when it comes to reviewing shit. Like, I, I've always been like back in the day when I started stacked, I would review stuff and it would take a while. And I would always like back then it didn't matter too much because you got like a new product a week, right? It wasn't that big yeah, of a deal. Yeah. Nowadays yeah. they come Daily. like <laughs> ten times as fast, but I don't yeah. speed up how I review them. So for me, yeah. I take like a month, but that's purely because I want to see how it worked on a leg day, see how it works on a chest day, yeah. how it works on arms, how it works on a heavy session, a, a high rep session. I always, and same, like I, I like to see things. So I have it. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, prime not to open that tub, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm waiting to try that one, but I do have it. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, look, I, I, I get it. It's, it's funny. Cause like I was, um, you know, as I was saying, I was working distribution for a while um, before before having 13 lives. And, you know, I had access to almost every kind of supplement you could possibly imagine. And it's funny, I went for a phase where I just, I just didn't want to use supplements for a while. It's like, you know, the, you have these times when you kind of just want to take a bit of a break and then, you know, you go on to something that you really enjoy and go back and then go forth, you know. I, honestly, ironically, I think the only consistent supplement I used during that period was actually Optimum Nutrition's Amino Energy. For whatever nice. reason, I man, it was just it was just a great. It's just like I remember when it came out, I, and like the great flavor for me was my that is like you know no no pun intended my gold standard of like great yeah. right like that product for me was amazing. So um, yeah, that's the only one I consistently use because I'm not much of a coffee drinker, so I'm like you know I have two scoops of that in the morning and I just keep it going. So and you know you get your amino acids and whatnot in there, but yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of going off track. So, um, yeah, that that was uh, Steam Funk. That was our our first reiteration. And as you remember, the first version of it, we kind of went into those sort of standard white tubs. Yeah, now yeah. We, uh, yeah. So now, now, like our entire range has once again evolved, and 
we went into these uh, like different uh, different style chrome lids with with the black jars. They look much better. Like the colors match up a lot more. So, I mean, essentially, we've with every every time we released a new supplement, every time we re, we've come up with a new idea, we've taken a step forward and evolved. You know, and it's funny because sometimes I look at where we are now, and I almost wish that I wish I knew what I knew now, like back then, what I know now. But you know, yeah. it kind of takes away from the story. So, yeah, um, there's there's just so many missed opportunities that we had or that we could have done better at the start. But we one thing I can say is we're not perfect, but we definitely do learn, and we definitely do try and improve in every aspect of what we do. Um, every new label that we design, every new product that we come out with, it we take so much more time and understanding with it that it's it's actually scary. We're almost a completely different company than when we started, which I think is good. You know, we we've definitely learned a lot and we've now implemented these these procedures in place which make the whole system so much better. Um, one thing that we actually have coming soon, I was gonna show you this. Um, are we are we allowed to talk about coming soon stuff yet or, or well I mean we could I, I said I'd like saving that for the end. I okay, like, cool. We'll I, I like saving yeah. it for the end because that way, yeah. when I say cash the latest podcast, uh, we hear about the secret new supplement. They have to wait yep. till the end to be able to get it. Nice. That's what... nice. Yeah, perfect, perfect, good. So, good. Anyone, listen, listen. anyone who's listening to this now and has saw the saw the title and was like, "I need to listen to hear this," you still got a while to go. Unfortunately, you got a lot to go. yeah. Well, I mean, like, and for for the listeners, I hope like you know this is kind of a story about like this is a, a people story, you know what I mean? Like um, I'll tell us, you know, obviously about the lineup of supplements and kind of why we got to where we got to too. But our next um, our next product that we released was um, in the powders version was verified. And that was for us a, a whole new challenge because we essentially decided to put 17 different ingredients into yeah. a fat burger, try to get it to flavor, like get it to be tasting like candy water. And that, that was, I mean, the amount of times I was sending it back to the manufacturers, I, I'm genuinely surprised. Like one of those fucking parcels didn't have a bomb in there and just blow me up just for the amount of times I, I was. Uh, with, the, <laughs> with with the look that you had, how you're saying you introduced yep. it on on Steam Funk and then you obviously followed through with Verified and all that. Yep. What was it that made you change from those original blank? like not blank but basic labels to the full artwork because it's not like there was a middle ground it's not like you had a uh you know a, a, a 1.5 or a v2 between this you went straight from that to that and, and if people want to just go to the 13 lines website or even just look it up on a stack and you'll, you'll see what i mean it's a huge leap like almost yeah. as if you're like look we need to save the ink on this first lot of products for the, for the, for the next, for what we have in 2021. Like it's a, it's a huge leap. It was almost like a different kind of person. Was there a reason you had yeah. such basic look on the first run and then yeah, completely flipped it on the, on the, on the new ones? Yeah. Basically it, it all came down to me being able to, to find a way to express what was in my head properly so and a lot of the time is like when when, when creating labels and, and designing anything it there's there's a few ways of about it. you're very blessed if you can do it everything yourself like if you can draw the yeah, artwork yeah. Yourself, you know you can come up with the entire process yourself man you're blessed you know what i mean but um for someone that was me like i can i can barely draw a house and a car you know yeah i'm the worst yeah. i'm the worst fucking drawer in the world too yeah, so. <laughs> you know i, I mean I, I i know exactly what i want to Kind of goes back to what I was saying before, like I have that puzzle piece in my head, but what I realized is I need to find the right people to help me build my puzzle. So what I started doing was I started tracking down different artists and different designers, and I started looking at the type of work they oh, do, okay. and if it fits into the um, the skill set that I need. So there's you know, and and the funny thing is when you start really delving into the world of art, you have different types of people who use different brushstrokes, and that's the only thing they're really good at. But they're really good at that, and then you have you know, people that are able to do a certain tattoo style or a certain design style. And so what I needed to do was I need to find someone that fits my art style, but doesn't collide with the other art styles that I need to put in. So we have about on, on any given label, about six to five, sometimes four, depends the, um, depends on the, on the label, people working on this project. And what I do is I phase it into stages. And when um, the first stages, I have to come up with the concept and that concept then gets 
that's the background that you see. So that background gets uh, re revigorated multiple times. So the first reiteration is never the, never the right one. It's it's always like your you know your rough rough sketch of something, and then what I do is I have to rework it, rework it, rework it, and then finally we come up with something for us to work with, and that's the background. Then we add, you know, let's say if there's a, a cartoon drawing, I have to kind of make that fit into the landscape of what's happening into the field. And it's eventually it starts to take shape. And then when it starts to take shape, that's when you need your third guy or, or maybe at this point, your fourth guy to start playing with the different little assets. Like, like it's small stuff that can make a difference. Like this palm tree needs more orange or needs like more scratches or this sand, instead of it having been a little mountain, I put a sand castle there or put something like, you know that saying the devil's in the details? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That. This is essentially that you're when you create something, it's you, you don't look at it as this big thing. You have to zoom in on every little bit of it and then create it. But to answer your question, how how did this come about? How to how did this leap come from you know something you know sort of simple to something yeah. very more advanced? Um I was always wanting to do labels like the ones we do now. It was always something I really wanted to do. Um, that's kind of where we started with those, with, those, with those art design and drawings. But I didn't have enough understanding how to put it all together effectively. And I didn't have the canvas space on, on the capsules to make it happen. So what I needed to do was sort of look into different art styles and look into how, you know, how it's been done in the past and then to see how I could work with designers to put this onto a supplement label and still have a supplement label look like a supplement label without just, you know, being basically canvases of art. And then it's also, you know, you have to look at the cost effectiveness of it. Like our labels are very expensive. So, you know, from a company where we were two years ago to where we are now, to be honest, Shane, we wouldn't have been able to afford what we're doing now. It's every label costs us a significant amount and the time and effort that goes into it, you know, it's all a, all a big expense. So, we now can can obviously do all this, but you know, as a as a startup company two years ago, definitely something that we weren't able to do. So, so it was mostly sort of a resources thing, I guess, like with most brands. Yeah. Or the famous George George Lucas. You know, he made the first three Star Wars, <laughs> then made the second three, and he's like, no, 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 actually, this is what the first three are meant to look like, and then he goes yeah. back and adds all the computer generation. That's kind of. <laughs> Not on the same scale, but that's kind of what you you say. <laughs> you know, you're the yeah, and you know, like it's, and I know some companies won't admit to that, like you know, it's at the start, but that that is our story. You know, like we, like I did say before, you know, we do come from very humble beginnings. Like our, um, you know, like I came here into Australia as, um, you know, we we luckily we got in from Russia, and you know, at the time things were a little bit difficult for us, and uh, you know, we were living in a public housing system. So, you know, we, we didn't grow up with, with much money or, or resources to play with, but, you know, we definitely, um, we learned, you know, a little bit about, you know, quote unquote, the hustle, right? Yeah. Um, my wife, also Russian, you know, she she was a, um, you know, a refugee that came to Australia and, you know, she was on the refugee status and similar situation, didn't have, you know, much money growing up. And for us, it was, it was always about, you know, believing in whatever idea that we had. And, I think part of the thing is when you when you grow up without much, like you're not afraid to lose money because you've lived without it. So when you go for something, you're you're free to do it. You know what I mean? You're not you're not scared of losing because you've been somewhere where you like you know where it's been hard before. So it's just a matter of just pushing through. And um, you know that's why one of our brand's big things that we want to do um, is definitely support. Um, you know, children in the streets, like we, you know, we both grew up in rough neighborhoods as children. And we have this uh, thing where we want to incorporate our art with, um, with helping kids get off the street in the sense that a lot of companies have limited edition um, packaging and, and, and uh, flavors that they release. For us, what we're going to do is we're going to um, host a competition every year. And that competition is going to be based around designing a label that's going to go on a limited edition flavor. And the artist is going to have his tags and whatnot put on, on our label. Uh, proceeds are going to go towards the artist and also to charity and um, to get Kids Off the Street Foundation. And what we're going to do is we're going to mint this particular artist's work as an NFT and auction it off. And 100% of the proceeds are going to go to the charity. And the whole point of it is we want to show kids that there are, there are ways to explore your creative freedom and you don't just need to, you know, like, to do illegal stuff to make it on the streets. You can find another way, you know what I mean? So that's something that, um, 
you know, we're very passionate about and, and, and want to contribute to. So uh, for us, 13 Lives is a vehicle to sort of do the things that we want to do and help people around us, but also, you know, uh, provide good products and good supplements because okay. we um, we do want to do things different. And, you know, sometimes I think as, as a supplement brand, we forget we're a supplement brand, you know, we're so yeah, focused. Yeah. Artwork. and we're so focused on creating cool stuff that you know we'll, we actually do sell supplements too by the way <laughs> what a pre-workout um yes yeah, so that's that's um that's our company motto but you know our our um our vision is definitely there it's just a matter of taking the steps to get there and that's that's always the hard part because you, know, you come up against financial challenges COVID challenges that you know the rest of the world's experiencing um there's just so so much against you but we're getting there you know so with the um, <clears throat> you're saying the uh, the evolution of the brand and, and, and with the growth of it obviously has come bigger reach, more supplements, better artwork. Yeah. Well, sorry, not better, but the intended, the originally intended. Well, definitely, yeah. it's, it's um, better. You can say it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you, you know what I'm saying. And uh, you guys, you guys recently uh, went international. If, if I was not mistaken, you're um, on your we, way to uh, the UK. Yes, we we, uh, we partnered with uh, Shapeshifter and um, the crew of Stefan. Uh, really, really good people. Um, it was, you know, dealing with the international markets as a distributor, um, especially being a distributor, I kind of understood the challenges that a distributor has with a brand. And I can understand how how difficult it can be to, one, you know, import because of all the different tariffs, fees, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But the support level that you need as a distributor for a brand to be successful. And you know, a lot of the time a distributor would, you know, kind of, I guess, almost throw a Hail Mary out there to see if a brand kicks off or not. And what I realized is a lot of the time a brand can kick off, it can do really, really, really well if the brand decides to treat that distributor as an extension of its local territory rather than yes. a whole separate entity outside of its market and forget about it. And I think that's what we're trying to do there and, you know, grow those guys and, you know, support them through, sponsored ads and supporting through you know uh you know specific marketing and sample support you know all, all the regular stuff a brand would do and then that extra so yeah i'd said um, that, that to a lot of brands and they would say things like how do we get into this country and how we get you used to be able to well, you probably still can now you could just say look i'm so-and-so pick up the brand look how well we're doing yeah. but now you've got these brands much like how the newcomers i always say back in the day brands never came out with supplements as fast as they do now and with the i guess the surface and the arrival of just how many new brands are coming into the market and how fast they're releasing things the bigger ones are keeping up, are trying to keep up and i think uh the little or the newer brands are now i guess tackling the international distribution and they can bring with them things that the bigger brands can't such as like flavors specifically for that region sizes and formulas specifically for that audience and you can always partner with distributors who know that audience far better than you uh whether it be if they like a peach mango flavor or they like a chocolate orange for protein in the uk like these things they know and they absolutely love it when uh, a brand i guess partners and comes on board and is willing to, you know, I guess, blend their audience or their country and region with yep. the likes of 13 Lives. And I think that's a partnership that, you know, that's just the way, and it's the advantage of the small brand has versus the bigger one. I think Inspired did a great example over the past couple of years. They've kind of broken into Australia of sorts. And at first it was just one product. Now they've done like a whole bunch for Australia. And it's- uh, they, they run really well. They're, they're growing very well. They're branding- But they're so doing well. much like you were saying. They have they didn't just give you give Australia the products that did well in the US. They gave you your own pre-workout, your own flavors, your own fat burner, your own this, your own that. They they uh, they gave the brand, sorry, they gave the, the country what the distributed knew or, or felt would do well and to create a freedom you got to give up i guess but again it, it, it's uh it has its benefits and results tremendously what's that um someone's going to probably call me off for talking shit on this one but what's that old saying of, of uh, fucking speed versus strength i think it could potentially be from the art of war or one of the books i read and essentially you know it was based on warfare and you know out of the two which uh, was better strength 
Ah, oh, fuck. I, I have Google in front of me, but you know, <laughs> it's one, but you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're saying. It's, it's, it's the, uh, I mean, it, it, it boils down to almost the slow and steady can kind of win the race. The wiser choice is almost better than the faster one, but it's yeah. like, because a lot of the, like, you, you, are, you, are, you are right, like, a distributor come along, like, look, I'm going to spend a million bucks to bring in your brand, and then it flops. They're not going to want to spend any more. But then exactly. someone could be like, I'll grab a hundred, but you got to change this, this, and this. And then I'll grab 200, yeah. then I'll grab 300. Yeah. And that's, that seems to be like, yeah, the, yeah, the, those, those initial ones could do well. Like you said, any brand has the chance to break out, yes. but it's, it works out much better. And like I said, smaller brands like yourself, they have that ability to chop and change their brand and their formulas and to, to, to suit the market. And right. I imagine that's what you're probably looking or even thinking of doing for the uk because it's uh it'd be interesting to see the brand out there because I, I know the uk is a different market but to me that market's closer to i guess the us more than anything else like right, the diversity right. of people and yeah. the, the advancement and the and the formulas but then you also have europe right across the street and and, and that's, yeah. a, that's a whole that's a whole nother ball game that's a whole nother ball game and you don't see 13 lives esque or like branding. You'll see that in the US, not necessarily the same, but at least in that psychedelic out there area. Yeah. Uh, you're in the UK, but, but Europe, <laughs> I don't know about Europe. I don't even know if you'd get some of these names allowed on shelves. I know. It's, you know, I, um, when we were, when we were like, we had a, a sub company called Maximum Nutrition in, um, in Europe. So, Global Nutrition, the company worked work for, and Maximum Nutrition, we were the distributors for Rule One Proteins in Europe, in Poland, and then in, um, in Australia. And, you know, when I went to Europe to kind of see uh, sports and the, and the market there, and the way the way the European market presented supplements, the way supplements were talked <laughs> about, that it was just, it was I, was, I stepped into another world, and it's so interesting to see how, the perception on like margin and the perception on, on yeah. uh, the type of flavors that work, like you said, you know, it was, it was such a different uh, ball game that I realized like, you know, Europe is, is such like population wise, you know, the EU is massive. So your, your potential success is, is very high, but I, I think it was in, at the time I looked at it, it was actually a harder market to, to do well in, in my opinion, than Australia was because Australia had a set of rules that it has to follow. Like if you meet certain criterias, you can find a spot where Europe, you know, be it I had a lot less experience in, in the European market, but I found that there was difficulties there that truly the distributors there are faced with are, you know, my hat's off to them. They really, they really do a good job and, you know, to provide the European market, a lot of the, a lot of the products they do, especially imported ones. You know, because you have some very strong manufacturer in Europe, you know, like with the likes of, you know, Biotech USA and those guys, like, you know, you're, you're coming up against some very strong players with some sophisticated technology, amazing flavoring systems. I mean, they literally make everything from, you know, food to, to, to supplements, to powders, you know, peanut butters, you name it, they can make it. So, yeah, it's, it's a whole different kettle of fish. And I was just shocked, absolutely shocked. I remember there's a story I had when I'm, um... I was in uh, at FIBO and I had a meeting with a brand called Extra Fit and it's a okay. huge brand in Czech Republic. Like you go outside Czech Republic, you may never even see it, but right. at yeah. every mall I went to, they had like their own, it's like, it was like their own store for yeah. their brand. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I went to FIBO yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are huge. They got athletes <laughs> yep. and everything. And I remember talking to the guy and he's like, hey, my friend introduced me to him and he says, hey, so what are you doing? I said, oh, we share news on new products and we review them. And yeah. he looks at me and he's like, I'm like, do you do new products? And he said, yeah. No. And he kind of just kind of sat and I was like, how often? He said, sometimes. And, and I was trying to get to him and English wasn't his first language. He didn't have that many right. words. But I, yeah. I eventually came to the conclusion and if you watch a lot of the European social media, specifically like Eastern European, new yeah. products and hype and teasing and, oh. and, and like launches aren't necessarily <laughs> something they give a shit about. <laughs> <They'll> just, <laughs> no. I learned that he was like, oh, we just put it out. And then if someone yeah. sees it on the shelf and goes, that's different, it didn't necessarily encourage them to buy it. It doesn't have no. that impulse buy where in the US you'd be like, 
a limited edition unicorn yep, yep. flavor. Everyone's yep. like, did I need to grab that? It's numbered. Oh my God, I'll grab three. But like in <laughs> Europe, it didn't seem like they cared or their fans cared if it was new or not. They would just say, look, I like this one. Give me that one again. Like that was, yeah. that was, the, and this was one of the biggest brands in the Czech Republic. And he just, obviously me being that, that, that being my job was to get oh, yeah. use. He obviously yeah. didn't see any value. And I was kind of stumped <laughs> like, because I was like, and I couldn't tell him, look, it would help your brand because he clearly did it because he knew yeah. his audience. And that's you know, the it, thing. It changes yeah. from country to country and Europe is, it's not one country. It's, a whole bunch it's it's uh those european distributors that have to deal with the restrictions let alone the marketing let alone the the, the, the lingo and the jargon and the, it's a if you can do well there and you can you can do extremely well there then you are pretty fucking well off in fact you could do just well in half of europe or even a oh, quarter i mean you know we we were looking at i remember with um rule one we were just looking at austria and, and germany and you know the numbers that we got back just yeah. from like we were, we were amazing germany yeah. is, germany itself i mean yeah. we see a lot of german brands they yeah. it's there you know, and this is me used to australia where you know like you you deal the entire country to sort of like you know to, to kind of build up the companies obviously you know average sales per month and like if someone told me like no no you don't need to worry about the whole place you just worry about this one zone and that's and you're going to be just fine i'm like just that are you, are you sure yes 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 just just this one zone i'm like wow it's insane it's it's, it's, it's kind of like a grenade when grenade sold um grenade the uk functional brand yep, uk yep. is not a big place it's a yeah. fraction of, of of australia in terms of landmass got a big population but they make just how i don't even i can't remember what he sold for it was millions tens of millions a lot of fucking wow. money and wow. he just sells protein bars and it's just yeah, yeah it, it, i think people underestimate it and you forget just how many brands are out there and it's for that reason because the market's there but yeah you, you know guys have come... sorry what was that no, no i just want to say you know what amazes me um i think i can't remember who shared it you know you just mentioned this too the sale of of a functional food brand, or I think those don't. Like, this might there have been, been, a, been a few, yeah. There's been a few, but the the amount these brands are selling for is so high because, I mean, do you remember when um when Glambia was uh, when Glambia bought Optimum? You know, I, I that was before me, I think. That right, was. So it, I was I was around for BSN. BSN, yeah, yeah. I don't know when we acquired BSN. Um, but I think from memory it was about 350 million. I See, that's what I thought was. BSN was. I remember BS, maybe they were 150. 150? Sounds about right. BSN. I know either I remember 350 being thrown around, but that back then that was even back crazy. Then was a lot. But yeah. Quest Quest obviously just went for, for a billion. That was wow. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I'm pretty sure it was a billion. That was ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. It just it just blows it's your mind. How, um, our space has just grown. Like it's, I, I like to see that our, you know, the supplement industry is starting to become a, a serious juggernaut. I think, you know, just as a side note, one of my hopes for Australia is that we as a supplement industry can become a little bit more unified in the way we do things. You know, that would be fantastic for us as a country because we can kind of, I don't know, it, it, you know, if everyone can talk to one another a little bit more and communicate, that would yeah. be something that I think would benefit all of us in the industry. One of the things I find difficult about us, I, I imagine it's similar to Australia yeah. and New Zealand is international, like yeah. not necessarily the brands, but with the increase in Amazon and the improvement of international shipping, like yeah. it's hard. I don't give a shit about New Zealand brands. I don't, or whatever country I'm in, I don't necessarily care what brands they sell because yep. when you can buy what you want and have it shipped to you in maybe under a week, it's going to cost you 50 bucks and you get exactly what you want. And it doesn't matter exactly. where you are in the world. Yep. That's, yep. that's something that you never had before. And it's a competition that's fierce as fuck. Like it brings the, the internet, like when Ghost launches this, Recall One does this, that person, no matter where they are in the world, could potentially have it in under a week well and we, it, we faced a dilemma with um iherb yes yeah 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 it's yeah. 
it's a tricky one because I, I noticed that in again myself in New Zealand when when I'm here yeah. and I buy my supplements I'll only ever buy my protein yeah that's the only one um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I'm because it's just like look I like getting, I like getting what I want but look the amount to ship at 10 pound five pound no yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous yeah yep, little, little yep. pre-workout some capsules that's fine by me but yeah. I have to imagine like in Australia with 13 lives like you you must even though they've brought rules in and you can't necessarily import and sell them on shelves you must get I would feel you must feel the the, the competitiveness of pre-workouts when they launch them in the U.S. and and all because I I have to imagine that there are people like me that are not necessarily looking at their local shelves they're looking at yeah over in America and being like look I'm going to bring that in straight away we we've seen it the direct to consumer model is is something that is going to become I'd say one of the most uh, prevalent models in the next five years. So from, you know, from changing from, from stores to, to D to C is, is one thing that a lot of brands, big brands I've started to go for. I've seen that. I mean, uh, I'm no Oracle, but that's, that's kind of where I see the shift. I think it's already, I think it's already there. It was five years ago that I met Max Effort Muscle, the one, yeah. from, um, and they were direct to consumer, launched direct to consumer. They were the first one that I remember seeing that didn't sell them anywhere, didn't sell their products at anything. And people thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. Yeah, yeah. One after another. And then when you saw Muscle Tech open its, its uh, online store on its website, that's when you knew. Yeah. When someone like that makes a move, you're like, okay, I should it's probably fucking, I should do something. <laughs> if yeah, they're doing well, it. That's why, um, like, we're, we're blessed to be the brand, which is definitely, you know, it, it helps us be, you know, it goes back to that thing of more mobile and being able to adapt to yeah. the like, situation better. Um, I feel that distributors will definitely have to change their um, change their business models a little bit to, to suit the new market. Um, how how that you know how that change is going to happen is going to be up to them, I guess. But it's definitely going to be diff difficult. Um, but you know, to answer your question, to fight, let's say we're talking formula and formula. Let's say you know someone brings out a US formula that has you know your your combine and yeah. you know, I think whatever else is you know allowed in Australia, uh, America that's not allowed in Australia. It is difficult to fight that consumer because if I'm going to the battle of, well, this product is effect-wise stronger than, than my product, then yes, they, they will essentially win because the amount of ingredient they're allowed plus the ingredient composition is, is completely different to mine. So what we do is we, we build brand loyalty and we build our story and we build our formulas in a way where it goes back to what we spoke about in the beginning where they do multiple things rather than the one thing. Because yeah. what I realized is with our formulas, if we kind of just go down the same road, we will we will not win because there's been too many people there that's done it. And for us to win, it's a matter of, okay, we're going to just dump a bunch of marketing dollars, but that's still a road that so many did, people... Did in, did in the street kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. So with us, we figured, okay, this is actually a quote someone told me. Um, he's like, look, we, we realized we're too far behind in the race to, to you know to catch up so we decided to try and make our own race and that's kind of what that philosophy of that saying was sort of what i wanted to go with our products where you know what i understand that like a fat burner is still going to be a fat burner but we wanted to add these little additives maybe it's going to give us our own little lane to fight in do you know what i mean yeah, yeah so like yeah. our fat burner is not just a fat burner it's a it's a local local disposal agent it's got um you know your um your collagen for your hair, skin, and nails, so it becomes a beauty supplement. You know, you've got 17 ingredients, which will then, you know, help with insulin, the, then you have new cravings, and then you also got, you know, your energy components. So the story becomes, okay, this is not just a fat burner compared to the American one. This is, does X, Y, and Z. So this is yeah. why you should take it. So it becomes a more valuable option or valid option as opposed to this is stronger than this, which we will always lose if we're coming up against the American market. Yeah, I think it's... Um... I kind of liken it to like I'm a big fan of gaming accessories, uh, hardware. Yep. I built out all of my computers back in the day uh, before I became a traveler. Um, but I'm still <laughs> loyal to Razer gear, and I know it. Some of it's not the best quality, right? But the lights oh. and all that shit. It just it. I just remember when I first bought my first Razer mouse, and yep. I got the packaging, and I was like. You know what? Even if they open this and, and there's a, a piece of shit attached to a cord, this is worth the ninety bucks I spent because the the packaging, when you picked it up, the matte finish, the the window when you opened up the the, the box, it made it feel like it was worth every every dollar you spent. And even though it was a little more expensive than other like 
gaming masters around that price, like around that kind of quality. Yeah. You, it, they made you feel like you got your money's worth yeah. before you even touched it. And same with when you buy directly from them, they give you emails, they give you cards, they wrap it in the different packaging, yep. they make it feel like you get your money's worth compared to the competition. And all these little things probably cost them a few dollars extra, if that, maybe not even that, maybe a dollar. And all these little things cost them jack shit, but yep. it can guarantee you that I have not, I have not bought another gaming mouse from another brand in the yep. last decade and a half. But yep. that's yep. brand loyalty. That's what you're saying. Like when they can bring you in they can cover the experience when they can uh, treat you on all aspects from 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 sight touch and then then the product comes in and so long as the product checks out does what it should do does everything it needs to specs are right yep. you're gonna be a fan for life and i think that's much like what you're saying like you have the the dosage you have enough in your products to get the job done the packaging i would say is now on the level it needs to be you have the direct to consumer and, and and I say that there are a couple brands that uh, do it and I said to them, if you can get a product to someone, and it happens with a lot of brands these days, if you can get the first time supplement user to touch your supplement and just connect and be like, holy fuck, this is cool. You yeah. may, even though there's a lot of brands out there, they may never want to look for anything else because of how cool that was and that experience and then the effects and the benefits and the results like yes marketing isn't necessarily the biggest part but it's about making you feel like you know like you could have the same formula as the guy next door and yeah. a lot of cases that's what that's it is okay. with a lot of these pre-workouts so you have to maybe do that extra marketing to make the customer feel like appreciate it, make it feel connected. And I think that's what you're getting with a lot of brands and newcomers these days, such as yourself. I think Glaxon's yeah. another one that's kind of yeah. in your ballpark. They kind of, with that packaging aspect and those unique kind of categories, they are similar. Um, and like you say, that you, you, you try and give someone something, whether it be a, an experience, an emotion, a, a result, a, two different categories in one product that they then can't go, where can I go to get this? You know, it's yeah. just, and I, I feel like you're on the right track. Cause like I said, the, the, the name is, is memorable. The, the look is now extremely memorable. The formulas, <laughs> are, you. because you're up there, I would say the formulas, at least uh, with, with steam funk and even the fat burner, yep. you're in that realm. And I said this to um, Greg from switch nutrition is that it used yep. to be, Australia and, and the US markets was distinctively different. You'd be like, where's the US version? Because you know it's more intense. Yes. You've very much closed that gap, I feel. Same with the UK. They've closed that gap where it may not have all the same ingredients. Like you can't have yep. the yohim beans and maybe the yep. great area stems, but yep. you're definitely making up for it where you can. Yep. And it's, uh, I think I've noticed it a lot especially UK, Australia, just how close they've come. It, it, again, there are a few ingredients you can't use between each other, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a whole lot those, closer than used to be. Yeah, you can fill those gaps in another way or another method. I can yeah, really, yeah. Yeah. And, then, you know, like you said, Greg, Greg from Switch is actually, um, you know, really like sort of a, a, I guess one of those guys that's leading the charge in the industry when it comes to Australia. You know, like he's built such a, such a brand following and such a, Oh yeah. He's an, he's another great example. He, yeah. I feel like he's done it in the sense that he did it with, with personality. Like he launched yeah. his products and it was a very sports nutrition, but he included like a keto supplement and he included a adrenal switch, which is very different at the time. And so if you liked his supplements and then he goes and does like collagen and then he did a, uh, sorry, not collagen. He did um, the, the, the greens and he did the, the protein switch with a different kind of angle and he made he's one of those brands that i feel he's got a personality and if he attracts you with his first six you're gonna like everything else he's done but if you're like a stim junkie and you come across power switch you may not necessarily like anything else he has but if yeah. he gets that right person they'll love it he, yeah they'll be hooked and he's just, to, which is unique in the sense of um you know what what a like a small brand can do 
Greg is one of the few company directors that I've actually seen take flights to like rural country, Australia. Oh yeah, dude, I met him at, from, yeah. from the distributor he used to work with. Right, oh, free flush, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he, I met him at Expo. I met him at Expo. Right, yeah. But you know, Greg, he, he, he goes out and he does the hard yards and I think that's yep. the other aspect of, of um, building a brand that, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, like um, the consumer will always see the front face, you know, the labels, the, the formulas, but it's it's a lot of the time the, the back of the brand is where a lot of the work is done too, where, you know what, the, the, the owners or the, or the people behind it are seeing the stores regularly, you know, they're giving support to the store owners, to, you know, to, to the groups to make sure the, the, um, the managers are excited. And that's, you know, that's the, the less glamorous part of the job in the sense of it's not the one that's spoken about the most. Because yeah. that's one way, you know, you've you got to get up in the morning, you know, you got to put your shoes on, brush your teeth, get your hair done, get, jump in your car, and, you know, you got to fight for your traffic. If you're in Sydney, that is a whole new thing. <laughs> my, my back is screwed because of my traffic driving. So, like, you know, you got to see the accounts, you know, you got to make sure that you're, you're bringing energy and value to them and on every single day. You're not just wasting your time. And that part is really the hardest part because, you know, that everyday grind is where the brain progresses. And, and you know, to Greg's credit, he, he, he does it very well. And, you know, yeah. he's a company who's out there and he's kicking off. So, and I think the guys that do that are the ones that, you know, they're the ones that are going to sort of, you know, survive the winters, if, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. he's, um, there's a few guys. I think it's just something that it makes the brand seem and feel more genuine. Like I, yeah. the, there was, a, we went to the Dubai Muscle Show, I think it was two years, year and a half ago. Yeah. And there's a company in the UK called Applied Nutrition. And oh, yeah. I remember, I, remember I, I had known Thomas for a while and he was the guy behind it. And I just remember I'd seen him here and there and we were at the Dubai Muscle Show and, and, and we went to check out his booth and we've given him an award. And they said, yeah. oh, take it upstairs to Thomas. And we go up there and this is the guy behind the brand. This And Applied is a beast of a company. Yeah, yeah. And you go upstairs and he's got his fucking rubber gloves on and he's cutting <laughs> samples of the bar. Yeah. And we yeah. walk up there, he's by himself and he says, he says, Hey, how you going? And he like brings us up and I said to him, so what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like I, there's guys downstairs, there's guys downstairs talking to fans and, 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 yeah. and probably sales. And I'm like, what are you doing up here? Why are you doing that? yeah yeah, yeah. and and he was just like ah it's nothing and they just kept doing it and chatted (laughs) away and like it was just so grounding it is it just makes it feel like a very genuine like 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 greg he just makes it feel like okay so this is a like a brand a personality this isn't just like a name kind of thing it's it's uh it's cool when you see it and it can sometimes make you make you think of the brand in a different light and it's it's nice this whole conversation, you know, we've, we've touched on like, you know, supplements and, you know, you and I've been in this game for a while now, but it's funny that really, I think from our conversations, you know, from you knowing what you know and talking to the people you talk to, one common denominator makes a brand stand out than others. And that's if you can put emotion into an inanimate object, like a tub, and that yeah. inanimate object can then pass that emotion to someone else, you're kicking ass. You know? Yeah. I mean, the formulas, I think it, we're, we're, we're at a stage now where the industry, like that didn't used to be said maybe six, seven years ago because the formulas could be shit. And no yeah. matter how cool you felt, like they were still shit. Like <laughs> yeah. now everyone kind of knows, it's like, look, you have to put on some good doses. Like it just, that's, that's entry. That's what you need to do to get in. Yeah. Like if that's, that's not even, that, yeah, it's, it's, that's just, that's the baseline. What you do after that, that's what makes you better. But yeah. if like very few, and you, I, you see some shit ones, but I would say very few, like a fraction suck ass. Like there are yeah. quite a few that suck ass, but that's just because there are that many good brands out there that kind of balance it out. It's it's pretty cool to see, to, not, to, yeah. to know that, you know, when you go to these supplement stores that you're not necessarily going to pick up a dud and turn around and see a, a three gram blend led by creatine. Like it just doesn't really happen. <laughs> it happens, but it doesn't happen as much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it and used to be. Yeah, that's true. Like it if it used does to happen, be, I think oh. a lot of people pull it out too quickly, which is good. So. But stores, stores are not in the realm of doing that either. I don't, I can't imagine a store being like, oh, this is a blend. 
they buy unless it's a brand yeah. unless it's like a reputable brand yeah. you're not going to want to put that in because then it's going to make you look bad and yeah like you know you want you want to sell good shit yeah exactly and and all the good brands are putting out some 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 solid dosages <laughs> yeah, so i guess true. uh well, I mean, this 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 podcast has been going long. I didn't even notice it. Yes, but... yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really good, actually. Um, you know, this shit, this, this happens to me sometimes. I, but <laughs> you know what? I think now is the ideal time to put in some sort of teaser or oh, some yes. sort of to to let us know what you're working on. I feel like if anyone's still listening or anyone has listened, <laughs> I'm sorry it's taken this long. But yeah, it's, here, here is here is what the title of this podcast is going to be about. So, so this, guys, we're we're actually um look the you know we're, we're going to be dropping. I'm going to keep it nice and short, but we're we're dropping a very um, unique once again label design that has um, you know our sort of staple staple 13 life kind of look to it on uh, carbonated drinks throughout Australia. So oh they fuck, are really wait did you tell yeah. me this? I don't think so. No, this is this is you. <laughs> Holy shit, wait. So you're doing an energy drink. We're doing energy drinks, man. And you know what? God damn. Bro, they taste crazy. <laughs> they taste so good, man. They're like, um, we kind of wanted to go with the Australian sort of like traditional soft drink flavors, but we wanted to keep it as close to the traditional uh, soft drink flavors as possible. So we've been going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I literally, my phone's oh, blowing up. Like, I mean, yeah, and the, the label. This Holy one is so hard to do because we haven't been able to like the, the, the the can design being like you know a can it's going to be a 500 mil but it's yeah. um it, you know to, to play with that area of space and to make it look cool is hard but man we came up with some cool shit and honestly when you look in a fridge when anyone looks in the fridge and they see this shit yeah they're gonna yeah. be like, what the fuck and um I, I can't wait for people to try it and to, to see it and to give us their feedback when is it when is it out i'm assuming that you must be close if you're bringing it up it's uh realistically let's our biggest challenge right now is the shipping which is yep. the that's the only real thing label design's been done the formal design's been done we're looking anywhere between two months is what they quoted but i'm thinking three yeah. realistically i would so say i, wanna, I would say 50 yeah, percent to that exactly exactly so that's why um that's why we've been just you know sort of crossing our t's and dotting our eyes but our three months is the realistic if it does come in two months, I'll be phenomenally amazed. I'll be absolutely shocked. But shit. Um, Wait, is this yeah. a are we talking like anytime energy or we're talking like a pre-workout performance type thing? We we decided to keep it uh completely compliant. So you, the formula, it's um, you know, you get 150 calf. So we you know, because Australian laws right now, we can't yep. really go too high. So we wanted to keep it compliant, um, you know, good dose of taurine, some B vitamins. Like the formula, it's it's a anytime energy. I mean, it's enough to, to give you energy. That's it's you, yeah, it's yeah. enough to give you the buzz. I, I didn't want to go down the sort of the blow your head off route because um, I really don't want to, like we put so much time and effort into the formulation as not the actual formula formula, but the, the, the taste and, yeah. Yeah, and the flavor we sync with the formula and then the label design. And with now with Australia being what it is, we... We want to make sure we're doing everything, you know, hundred percent by the book. I'm so, to be honest, I'm I'm more I'm more of a fan of an anytime energy drink. Like same. I want to grab something from the from the fridge to get me yeah. get me going. I don't mind the performance beverages, but yeah. you know, if it's something that you want for your workout, I'm like, there's no way in hell any drink is going to be a yeah. pre workout. It's never. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's if you want it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Can you say how many flavors are there? Four flavors, and they're all going to be so the, the the flavors are going to be identical to the steam funk variety flavors. It's not going to be called steam funk. It's going to have its own thing. But yeah. we uh, we found that our customers they loved our flavor system, so we we're like, all right, we're we're going to keep with that theme. We know what we're doing well, and we're going to be um, oh, so the same as the the steam funk ones. So yeah, we're going to have mango passion, raspberry, watermelon kiwi, and strawberry kiwi. Oh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of left of field flavors too um just an enjoyable like um one thing for us is to we wanted it so you can you can sip on it without feeling like you've kind of overdone it with the yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was more of a like, uh, like you know like you can drink a coke like almost free like not really short or whatever it is but you know you could you could have a few a day without feeling like you're sick of the flavor so the concept was have something that's enjoyable consistently that's the problem I find with energy drinks is that I want to keep drinking them because they taste good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds dumb, <laughs> but it's because yeah. they have that chemical taste and you yeah. you can't yeah. get that in a soft drink. And I know it yeah. sounds dumb, but Monster Ultra needs to do a uh, caffeine-free. Just yeah. give me that without... Yeah. It's But yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. So I, I'm excited to try that thing. God damn. Um, I didn't even yeah. know that was coming. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and the last interesting part about it, they're going to come in cases of 24 instead of 12. Oh, European style. Yeah. <laughs> I always find it weird that people like, I'd be like, oh, it's, it's in Europe, it's like 30 euros a case. And like, that's expensive. Like, hold on. They put 24 in those bitches, man. Yeah, yeah. They put a shitload in there. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, and it's double the 12. And then sometimes they sell them at 48s. I'm like, Jesus. But, you know. Oh, well, I think that, to be honest, I actually think that is well worth listening to this entire podcast yep, for. I, 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 uh, I'm very surprised. I'm excited to see that one. Yeah, but uh, in the actual product. <laughs> man, oh, I want to say, I want to, I don't know what I'm more excited for the taste or the, the look. Huh. Oh, man, it's, um, yeah. When you see the renders, you'll be like, how, how, uh, how'd you feel all this? I don't, I don't feel like the renders will do it justice. Like no, with the my renders never give you dresses. I've been told this a lot. They're like, it's because it's too detailed. It's too yeah, detailed. Yeah. When your eyes can capture the contrast and the lines of, of artwork up close, it's much different than seeing it flat yeah. on a screen yeah. without it kind of the 3D effect on it. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Well, um, <laughs> thanks for coming on. It was great chatting with you. Uh, yeah, you too. And, and, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the product and, and, and when it comes out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Shane. Have a good one, brother. Take care.